So guys, uh, today I have Alex here with me. It's uh, yep. his first podcast, and uh, yeah, in the beginning when I when I had the when I had the idea to start this off, uh, uh, he was the first person I reached out to, I think. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We start start before. planning everything. Yeah, before yeah, Levon, yeah. and then well, I, yeah, I reached yeah. out to you first. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, Alex, what's up? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here, and yeah, I'm excited first podcast. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Tell us uh, some more info about yourself. So, um, I, I do live in England, um, same as Marion, and um, yeah, I've been sporting Barcelona pretty much all my life now. Mm. Um, started from pretty young age, um, and it was um, the, the, the rise of Lionel Messi, really, that just pulled me in, and ever since then, man, I just can't go back. It's been crazy, huh? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Watching this guy grow and... And really, all the success we've experienced in the in the last few years. It's been yeah, bad. it's so down to him. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I, w- I also wanted to ask you um, because in the DMs before the podcast, we we talked about a few possible topics, and uh, I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you what you think about the the team now, as opposed to the team the year before and and even before that. Yeah. Where do you think? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, when you look at the team over the last three seasons or so, the core of it stays the same. We haven't really, it's not like, you know, we've had a big change around or anything. We've still got the same core. Iniesta's still there. Messi's still there. PK's still there. But this season, I feel as though this is one of the most complete football teams we've had for a long, long time. I just feel as though with the midfield that we have now, with Valverde playing four central midfielders, we get so much more control. I feel as though, compared to at least the last three seasons, this team is more likely to win everything than them teams were. Yeah, and 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 what you say is right because um, I cannot remember a better a uh, better Barcelona bench, I would say, or or a better set oh, of players to come off the bench. We always absolutely. had a, a strong first team, like you said. We always had the core with Iniesta, with Pique, with. Uh, mm-hmm. Messi with Busquets, but I'd never remember a team as solid as the one we have now. Whereas people can come off the bench, and we don't have to, we don't have that that feeling in our stomach like before, like oh he's yeah. he's not good enough to come on, or <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe we'll have problems if he comes on. And you know, even yep. even with Luis Enrique, when um, we did all the transfers because of the transfer ban and stuff, when we did everything at once, he's still. I don't know if you remember, there were still games where, where he didn't even make subs. He would just play, yes. he would just tell players yep. to, to get off the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Which was weird to me. Yeah, the depth we had under Enrique was just, at times, it was abysmal. Um, and now, um, this was something I saw on Twitter after the game against Valencia uh, a couple of days ago. Our three subs against Valencia, the first one was a Brazilian national team starter. The second one was a Brazilian national team starter, and the third one was a Colombian national team starter. That quality on the bench is not something that we have had the past few years. It's just not. Yeah, which is crazy. And I just, I just realized this now that you're telling me. We had uh, Paulinho, Coutinho, and uh, Mina, right? Mina. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. If if it you, is crazy. if we if if we spoke about this like three four years ago, mm-hmm. even less like even last year. It would be crazy. It would be crazy yeah. to even like comprehend because, yeah. Let's be honest. Until until like a few seasons ago, we were used to not having a, a great goalkeeper after Valdez, and yep, then we, we've always been used to having a bad bench. Not not yeah. especially bad, but like not up to par with the best no. teams in Europe. Yeah, and Real Madrid have always had a better squad depth than us always, and now you know the players were bringing off the bench or winning those games. And they're not winning games at all, so it's going good, man. Yeah. And uh, um, the players of coming off the bench are winning us games, but it, you also has we also have to credit uh, Valverde for doing so as well. 
Oh, absolutely. And that's our that's our next uh, topic. What do you what do you think about Valverde? I absolutely love the man. When when he took over, um, there was a lot of doubts. Uh, a lot of people at the time, if you remember, in May, wanted Sam Paoli to take over. Mm. Um, people were, I I think people were kind of done with Spanish coaches. People wanted something different after the stale season that Enrique left us with. Um, people thought Sam Paoli was this exciting, you know, coach that was going to revitalize us pretty much. Um, but Valverde came in and, I mean, it's just unbelievable. From day one, what he's done with that awful summer we had and he managed to just build this unbelievable side that is hopefully going to win it all this year, which is just special, special, special coach. Yeah. When I was I was one of the people that were that were a little not skeptical mm-hmm. but but in the beginning it was between Valverde and Zoe and then yeah. Sampoli came in as well. And yeah, yeah. I was never a fan of the Sampoli signing because I just thought that his his style doesn't fit us. Um, yeah. I did want to see uh what Unzue could do with the team, but I also wanted to see a Barcelona that goes back to our values and kind of like you know, forget a little yeah, bit of yeah. that of the Luis Enrique counter attack. Yeah. And, yeah, you know. yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. So I was okay with Valverde because like I knew he was a great coach. The the way he the way he managed it, um Athletic Bilbao, you know, mm-hmm. all the stuff yeah. with their transfers, they, they don't they're not mm-hmm. the type of club to spend millions on transfers. They only play with their own no. homegrown players. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that was important for me was that he he's played for Barca. I think this is a very yes. like important model that we need to follow for years mm-hmm. to come and, and we'll be always be successful if we get someone who's played for the team and knows the team within us. Within yeah, they know the yeah, they know the values, the expectations. Because, I mean we have massive expectations where we are some of the most we are the most spoiled fan base. The expectations we have every season is huge. So, you know, for a manager to deal with that, I mean, yeah, you've got to understand before you come in that this is how they're going to perceive you because I mean we can turn on people fast man I mean yeah yeah yes we can and and like yeah. you said it's not it's not like we're having high expectations like um you know once a year mm-hmm. or like for a year we have high mm-hmm. expectations at all times whoever Every comes team. in the whoever comes in the team needs to win the Champions League needs to win the league <laughs> it's just crazy yeah. we don't let them breathe at all they're just <laughs> and uh, Another thing about Valverde, I just love how how he came in and we sold Neymar. And, you know, other coaches yeah. will be, like, out complaining or, like, yeah. starting stuff with the board, saying basically complaining that they lost a key player right before the season starts. Yes. Valverde just got to work. He didn't, yeah, he didn't, yeah, didn't say anything. Yeah, he, 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 and, and the calmness that he works with, like, he's so yeah. calm but also calculated. With the yes. media and with the way he, he manages the team. And I think that's also the reason why we turn games around nowadays. We, we give great comebacks whenever we concede first. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his calmness as a coach is only matched maybe by uh, Sergio Busquets' calmness as a CDM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, the, it's also the composure because, you know, when, in, when you're trying to come back... Um, you know, Enrique's style would probably have been to just throw everything at it and, you know, we'll try and get a goal with the quality of players that we have, you know, because yeah. players like Messi and Suarez can win you games on their own. But with Valverde, he's making these subs that it just, he just allows us to get back into the game through playing good football and being able to create chances. And we just hope we score them and it's working. So, yeah, hats off to him. He, he's so in touch with all his players, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And that's why the comebacks come. I don't know if you remember Paulinho's first game where we were losing. The man yep. puts the man puts Paulinho on a new player yep. that hasn't played yet. And he yep. knew that at some point he will make that run and he will get the ball and score. Yeah, yeah he did. And it's great. He's just been amazing, man. Like yeah, people lovely, people yeah. said about people are saying he, he's not experienced in Europe and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. I think again, like you said, his composure is just perfect. Like he can deal with any obstacle given in front of him. Because we've yeah. considered we've considered one goal in Europe, I think, and we're still undefeated. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's getting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's doing well. well. 
Yes, yes, definitely. In a in a year that not many people expected stuff from him, you know. No, he's the no. for sure. No. Yeah. Uh, whatever we say about him is gonna be it's not gonna be enough, you know. No, Whatever yeah, you just can't. It's yeah. People don't really understand what he's actually done. People think, oh, he's just inher- he's inherited Lionel Messi and he's got Luis Suarez. But no, I mean, there's I don't know how many coaches would have been able to come in when he did and do what he's done. I don't think there's been many. Yeah, and that's the big problem with people. People say like, oh, the Barcelona team is uh, such an amazing team. If if anybody walks in, there will be a success. Well, we've mm-hmm. seen that this, it doesn't work like that. We've seen with the. Yes. Tata and you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a lot of coaches yeah. will fail in that Barcelona team. Like you said, the yes. expectations are not little. They no, want everything. <laughs> Every time, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you watch the Valencia game? The Absolutely. Uh, yeah, great game. Coutinho scored. It was yeah. Yeah, Perfect. that that's what I wanted to ask you about. My my second thing was uh, Coutinho. Yeah. Um, I what mean, do you think? Wow, I, well, I mean, I firmly believe that he is a world-class player. Um, we signed a world-class player in January and, you know, we've just now, the hardest part, I suppose, is just fitting him in. I mean, it's a nice problem to have, I guess, but we've just now got to fit him into a position that he can consistently play in because he's obviously played on the right, he's played on the left. And to be honest, he's playing pretty good wherever we've been putting him, but... I think that if we do find, you know, a sticked position for him and Dembele, then wow, we are going to be unbelievable. Yeah, something else coming forward. I'll tell you that if you have both yes. of them. Wow. I I, re- I really like the I, I really like the Coutinho signing, man. I yes. I think he hasn't got used to the system yet, and what we see is like moments of like brilliance from him. Yeah. Moments yeah, of yeah, like. Yeah amazing stuff there are like a lot of more of them to come once yeah. he fits in properly um, yeah, but yeah here and there he holds the ball too long sometimes he puts himself in situations where he doesn't have two people around him to form a triangle and stuff but these are like stuff that he will yeah. learn with yeah, time so, I think. and also um, during the Valencia game he was at this point in the game he was like on, on the left side and Leo was going to play one of them you know classic balls that he plays to Alba and it was going to go over Coutinho and Alba was open. And Coutinho didn't quite realise and, you know, tried to header it and Alba got a bit annoyed with him. And that's just something that he's going to pick up. You know, he's going to realise, OK, that pass goes to Alba and, you know, he leaves it. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. stuff that he'll get with time. So, yeah, we'll be good. It's uh, And it's almost like he's the new guy in the club, right? He's trying to prove himself as well. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Once that's done, Definitely. and I think I think a lot of it will come after this first goal that he scored against Valencia, because now the pressure yeah. is off. It is, yeah. Now just play your game. Yes. Show us why they bought you, and uh, you know, try to fit it with Alba. I think I think him and him and Jordi Alba on that left side will be a problem for any team. Yes. If they oh, yeah. click, if they click, and, and oh, yeah. if Messi can play his uh, play, playmaker role. Yes. It's just exciting to see, and it is. I can already hear commentators mixing them up, Messi and him, because they have the same, the same Set, body yeah. build, same height. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't see the numbers, it's a little, you know, difficult hard. to put them apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah, that was a good goal. He, I, I'm excited to see what he has going forward. Yeah, he's such an exciting player. I'm looking forward to it. And he, he's also, the thing about him is that um, he dealt with the pressure quite well as well when he came in. Yeah. You know, kept, yeah, yeah. Kept his head down, trained. Yes. Was a little bit eager to, a little bit eager to get the goal, you know, but now he's, he's not, yeah. now he can concentrate on just, you know, bringing us what we need. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think of our other guy? Our new centre-back. Yeah, Yeri. Um, I mean, obviously we haven't seen much of him play um, before he signed for Barca as well because he played in Brazil and I didn't really see any of him. But (laughs) just from looking at him, I mean, he's six foot five. um, Very (laughs) physical guy. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that because so intimidating for a forward if you're coming up against some titty and him. 
I mean, oh. there's just no way past. So, yeah, he scores goals as well, obviously, because of his height. He's um, yeah. a threat at corners. So, I think it's almost like an impact defender. I don't know how, how many starts he'll get, uh, especially with Vermaelen coming back. But for the future, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can do. Like, uh, me and Lev, as soon as the transfer went down, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. Lev sent me a, a, a full match of him. So I, I go okay. to watch. I go to watch one or two matches of him before he can. Okay, yeah. He seems like a really solid guy. You know, yeah. he seems like a someone we can trust in the future to come on and play, and mm-hmm. just a just a smart, like central back that is also very physical and fast. He's yeah. a he's a really good, a really good asset to the team. And uh, James Rodriguez can't stop talking nice about him. He just gives him compliments all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, obviously, they're both in Colombia playing together. But yeah, yeah he seems mm-hmm. like a like a good like a good transfer, good and he's gonna get, get to play, I think, against Atafe if if hopefully yes. Vermalen is back. Uh, no, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't believe he will be. No, because no. Untiti is suspended and PK yes. is injured, and yeah, we might yeah. have to see the we might have to see a centre back pairing of Digne and. Yeah, remember, yeah, which would be funny because one is yeah. like five foot two and the other one is like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big, big and small. Yeah, we'll see. I yeah, I mean, you could use uh, Costas from the B team, who's um, been in the squad before this, um, this season. I'm much rather use Costas, but he didn't train with the team this week. Yeah, so that's why so, people are like, yeah, probably Dinier Din- Din- or maybe Busquets. So yeah. Oh man, we tried playing Busquets there once. We played him in the yeah. Champions League then, like, I think it was 2008, now. <laughs> it did yeah. not work. <laughs> I'd rather use Costas yeah. if you ask me if they, they bring him, hopefully. Yeah, same. That'd be my first choice. Um, yeah. But then again, can just slide Busquets in there. I mean, it's Getafe. We should, we should be quite yeah, straightforward. Yeah, we shouldn't have too many problems. Um, but yeah, injuries are hitting us this season as well. But hey, you know, who knew? If you have a, if you have a deep bench, then you have people to then, cover. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> We're not used to this. We're used to like having someone injured and then thinking yeah, and some then, plots. Yes. Plotting on who yeah. to play there. Yeah, but this season we're, we're good. We're good on that. Yeah. And hopefully everybody is uh, good before the Chelsea game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, would be, be a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that leads us to our last guy, you know? I left yeah. him last because he's your boy. That's oh, my guy. I wanted to that hear is, your opinion on him as well. Uh, that is my guy. Usman Dembele. Um, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> wow. Um, so, so excited when we signed him in the summer. Um, he was just absolutely wonderful at Dortmund at such a young age. And I was just, he was my number one Neymar replacement. I think the only royal player that we could afford to replace Neymar. And he came in, he, you know, obviously, was just getting used to the team. We signed him at the end of August, and then he got injured middle of September, and it was just like, okay, three months out, he's still young, we'll just get him back in. And then he came, comes back in, he plays that game against Celta, makes that run, uh, and then a week later he's injured again. And it's just, I mean, people are getting people, at least that I see on Twitter, are kind of getting like, you know, restless with him, and they're, they're saying like, oh, he's a flop or. He's the next Marco Royce with all the injuries. And it's just like, come on, the guy's 20 years old. He's had two injuries. The first two injuries of his professional career. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be fine. I truly believe that he's going to become world-class as well. I think I read somewhere that... Um, basically, it was, a, it was an article that said the injuries might also be in to, uh, basically based on his uh, head and his mentality and not only the... Injuries he got Definitely. on his uh, groin and stuff, and that's true, Definitely. especially as a as a twenty like you said, a twenty year old that comes for a hundred and five million, comes mm-hmm. to the biggest club on the planet. You know, uh, yeah, people can't yeah. wait for him to start performing. They literally want him to touch the ground and touch yes. the ground running. It's the expectations again. It's just our fan base, the expectations for everyone that comes into this club. It's crazy. Yeah, and especially the thing is that. You can have expectations, like, I've talked with Lev about this, like, the expectations towards Coutinho, I understand, because he's a, he's, a, a yeah. he, he's proven and he's a player that he's gonna hit his peak soon. 
He's 25. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's been in this game now. He's played for a top team. He knows how these things go. The middle on the other half, on the other hand, he's, he's 19 when he came, I think. Now he's 20. He's played for Dortmund. Uh, had an amazing yeah. season there. Mm-hmm. And then he, he comes to Barca and they're expecting him to already be clicking with everyone. He doesn't speak the language. That's also nope. a problem for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. You, you cannot question raw talent. Like when he played against um, Juventus and all the games he played, he's just so quick. He's so silky with the ball. Yeah. Plays with both. Um, plays with both feet. Yep. He just um, it, for him it comes down to being healthy and learning the the Barcelona system really. Yeah, and I think absolutely. I think this Coutinho purchase was a very smart purchase in January, because I, like I said, uh, to Lev, I think the Coutinho purchase has taken all the heat away from him, or not all, but most yes. of the heat, because now yeah, people have another another person to focus on, and they have a person yes. that their expectations are more sensible towards him since he's yeah. a top player already. Yeah, yeah. So I hope the I hope the Coutinho transfer can can help Dembele just fit in easier. And, and if I was Valverde, I'm not risking him either. We have such a big advantage in the league. Let him come back to the game slowly. Yeah, yeah. Give him time. Yeah, we don't need to rush him. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We need to avoid another injury. injury. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But like you said, I think he's going to be a great asset to the team. He's just so fast. Yeah, mm. Yes, he's an unbelievable dribbler, um, and yeah, he should be able to score a lot of goals and get a lot of assists in, in this side. I mean, if you play as a forward in in this Barcelona team, you're gonna, I mean, eventually you're gonna do, you know, gonna, you're gonna score at some point. So yeah, hopefully you'll be able to get a few goals this season. Yeah, I've, I'm more excited about his um, assisting. To be honest, because he at Dortmund he had something like 20 assists in his first season, which is crazy. Yeah, like talk about a, a a young guy that just goes off for a season. And um, yeah, yeah, I just want to see, I just want to see the him getting back slowly, playing, slowly. yep, playing the way he did, and just let him be ready for the Chelsea game. I think the Chelsea game is going to be a big turning point. Yep, same, same. I think this is where he tastes what this club is all about now, and he yep. will just. He will just not stop from then on. Hopefully, that's what I'm just talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, you ready to ask us some questions? Absolutely. Fire away. Yeah, we asked you guys on Twitter to ask us or if you have any questions towards us. We're going to answer all of them. Or at least the ones we get because some yeah. questions were asked and I couldn't receive them. So, the ones we got are here. And the first one is from... Nijan, and he says, "Do you trust Paulinho to start in the Champions League knockouts against opponents who pass effective, uh, efficiently?" Um, it's hard. I think that it. I think Valverde is going to go for the pretty much the four four two that he's been using the whole time, but it depends who's fit. Because if if this goes back to Dembele, if Dembele is fit, then I I play Dembele on the right. And then I'd bring in Rakitic, Busquets, Iniesta, slash Coutinho, you know, whoever. Um, because look, I just... He's asking about the Champions League, though. We cannot use uh, Coutinho in the yeah, Champions Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's so. what I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah, like, just as a standard. Like, that should be our best 11, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, 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 games. Sure. yeah, yeah. So, um, if, um, so, if Dembele is fit and he comes back in on the right, then I don't don't think Paulinho's gonna play. Um, just more as an we can bring him on as a impact up, like he's been playing and he's been, and he's great in that role because he can come on, he can break the game up, and he can just add us some energy. If we if we're looking for a goal in the last twenty minutes, then I mean there's not many players better. Yeah, the the thing about Paulinho is right. I I admire his like physicality almost in the middle and I admire his late runs and the, mm-hmm. the goals he's been able to score this season. The thing is, I don't think he's um, I don't think he, he he's a, a good midfielder when he's under press, under 
under like two or three midfielders on him every time he gets the ball. I think yeah. I think we need to go with the four three three honestly and have um Busquets and Iniesta and Rakitic. They are good playing under pressure and under these like press presses that Chelsea would have or, or Man United would have, you know. Um Yeah. I agree with you. I think Paulinho is a, is a great is a great sub because he he has this ability to just come on and then yes. just destroy the gameplay. Like maybe it goes a little yeah. bit both ways because he slows our gameplay as well, but then he stops a lot of the opponent's gameplay with his physicality. Yeah, the thing is, Paulinho isn't a great midfielder. I mean, when you compare him to the midfielders we've had in the past, if you're looking at Paulinho compared to someone like Iniesta or Xavi or even Rakitic. He's not technically a great player. He just isn't. But what he does bring to the team is something that no other midfielder that we have can do. So it's good to have him, at least as a squad player. But yeah, I wouldn't start him. Yeah. I I, I almost think that the reason a lot of people do not like Paulinho right now is uh, we got too spoiled with Busquets. You know, having, yeah, a, right. having a central player that is so <laughs> tall and so silky with his feet... And so smart, yeah. so football, you know, his football IQ is off the charts. Probably the, no, probably uh, to me, the greatest CDM ever. Um, oh yeah, no but, doubt. You know, we just got spoiled with him, so now we expect Paulinho to do Busquets things, and he just can't. Yeah. He just can't because no. he's not the type of player. He's no, you know? no. And no. what I like to see is that sometimes when he comes on late, the other team's midfielders have already been tired, and they just kind of like. Yeah. At some point, they just let him do his thing. They just like yeah. let him win the ball. They let him. Yeah, too much energy. Thing. Yeah, way too much energy. Yeah. He just runs in a circle. He has no. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he has any positional awareness of being a Barca nope. player. And He's playing got no in the IQ. Yeah. 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 He's just a beast. Yeah, he is. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that's Nijan. We're asking your question. None of us will yeah. play him in the Champions League, man. But you know, for Verde, okay, he knows his team. Yeah, he does. I guess he's better than me and uh, Alex, you know, if he's a football manager. So. <laughs> Probably. Just about. Yeah. Next question we have from... You guys need to get easier names on Twitter because <laughs> this is getting harder and harder. Satish, Satish Taraka, and it says, what do you think of uh, um, Griezmann? How, how will he fit into the system? If we sign him, what formation would be optimal to use? Uh, to get the best out of Suarez, Messi, Dembele, and Griezmann. That's a lot of players that you mentioned there. Yeah, and add Coutinho to that list, and wow, it's even <laughs> longer. <laughs> I don't think there's... I mean, if you look at our current Leo, Messi, Coutinho, um, Dembele, and then even Iniesta, there's no way to then put Griezmann in as well as them. You just can't do that. So I think that if we do sign Griezmann, then... A couple of things are either going to happen. I think that either Griezmann's going to be rotated with Suarez, mm. or Dembele is going to be rotated for next season, and he's not going to be a full-on starter, which would be pretty sad. But I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's a good signing to be honest. I'm not. I'm not yeah. convinced. I feel the same way. I feel like I feel that if he's, if Griezmann comes, then Suarez will go. Cause... Yeah. He's coming to the age now. He's 32, I think. 31, 31. Uh, 31, sorry. Yeah, he's yeah. 31. He still has a, a couple few, couple years left in him. But the thing yeah. is that Griezmann is a lot younger, a lot, a lot faster. Obviously, he doesn't have the same clinical ability to finish yeah. off like Suarez. I just don't think if he's the right transfer right now. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't think yeah. Suarez will be satisfied to sit on the bench. Uh, nope. there's a case that can be made if we play with two strikers up front but then Dembele man we need to play this guy he's I'm telling you I know how much you, you love him as a player man I'm telling you Dembele is going to be a star I don't even think it's worth it to to get Griezmann yeah. at this point no no but, me neither uh, and Griezmann the thing is Griezmann is 27 next month so it's not even like we're signing a Kylian Mbappe to replace Suarez. I mean, yeah. this guy's like, I mean, yeah, he's younger, but I mean, it's not even one for the future too much. So, yeah. nah, that doesn't make sense to me. Let's let's say how it is. I think I think it was just a, a PR move from from the board. 
I think with yeah. all the stuff that's going on and you know the backlash they've been receiving, they just want to get. Let us get the yeah. the Griezmanns and the Coutinho's. So yes, it might hurt yeah. the team more than it helps in reality. Yeah, probably. Because Griezmann is a great player, and he, to be honest, in this market, we'll get him for quite a cheap price. A hundred million yeah. euros is not. Mm-hmm. It's not like, bad for Griezmann. I just no, that's uh, if they get him, I just hope they have everything sorted out with Suarez first, so they know who's getting the play time and where everybody's gonna play. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, Griezmann can play. He's played at Cam this season. He's played obviously a striker, and in the beginning he was a right wing. So. Yeah. He's versatile as yeah, well, yeah. but let's not take yeah, minutes of our of our young talents, and let's not take minutes of uh, of um, Suarez, of Suarez or of Dembele. And then, if you think about it, we have um, Aduriz coming from um, the B team as well. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. So, what does he? How does he feel if if he's he, he's scoring goals in every Copa game? He's scoring goals for Barcelona B. His uh, price has risen dramatically over the year. And we keep including him into the first team. Now he's injured. That's why he's not in the Copa team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we keep giving him chances. And then instead of betting on him, we go and spend 100 million on Griezmann again. You know? It just demotivates the whole academy. And, uh, yeah. And in fact, I can see um, Onais leaving, um, to be honest. Arnais, sorry. Did I say Adurus? Yeah. Ar- Arnais, sorry. Yeah, I think you might have. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see him leaving, to be honest, um, just for game time because... When we are signing people like Griezmann and we already have Suarez and Dembele, he just he must look at that and think, well, I mean, how good do I have to be to get in there? So I think he might end up leaving, which is sad, but and what, yeah, man. The worst thing is that he might actually be that good. Mm-hmm. He might actually be that good to to replace Suarez. He might Arnais. be that guy here. Yeah, but he doesn't get the if 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 Griezmann comes, Arnes doesn't get the chance to play. He nope. He's gonna be the third. Striker down the road, and what's sad mm. is they'll probably play. Like if, let's say we have Suarez and Griezmann, and both of them, one of them is suspended, the other one is suspended, they can't play. They're playing Messi at striker before they go to Arnais, you know. They're they're gonna go to Paco before they go to Arnais. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. But so you have five people in front of you. Yep. Before you become. Absolutely. A, a striker for Barcelona. You get your occasional Copa games, cool, be happy. But Paco needs yeah. to get these games because he needs to be sharp as well. Yeah. So, sure. yeah, I don't. Every day, I get more and more against the Griezmann transfer. Yeah, same. That's just for Arnes reasons. We need to. We need to get. Hopefully, Elena makes it to the first team. Hopefully. We get some more players in the B squad. Yep. We don't need to spend this 100 million on Griezmann. Mm-hmm. Do something True. else. Build something. Build Buy a new Tiago. academy or something. Buy, Buy Thiago. Thiago. That's a good, yeah. that's a good <laughs> allocation of 100 million. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I would much rather see Thiago than, than Griezmann, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a hard transfer though. Everybody's mm-hmm. been saying he wants to leave and Barca's been quiet. Yeah. The only problem yep. is if we, if we buy Thiago, this means that the board will have to backtrack on their initial, you know. Yeah. Decision. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the way the board is set up, they don't like to. They don't like to be called wrong. They don't like. Nope. To <laughs> <coughs> nope. It's a matter. It's a matter of pride. Yeah, it's it's literally a matter of pride. I wish, like, I almost wished. First of all, if we, if we still had Laporta, he wouldn't mm-hmm. have sold Thiago, yeah. because Thiago was one of our best. Best youngsters, uh, yeah. Yeah, youngsters. So, yeah. as soon as we saw him, I knew, I knew we messed up there. But it would be hard for them to bring him back. Even though I think yeah. the, the, the decision to bring him back would be much more appreciated by the fans than getting Griezmann. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. Yeah, most fans, on uh, at least on Twitter, would appreciate um, Thiago a lot more than Griezmann. I would love Thiago, man. Bring Thiago, Same. bring Rafinha back. Let's have a a, a reunion, a, a reunion, a brothers <laughs> reunion in our midfield. I'm yep. all for that. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from. You guys are really not going easy on me today. <laughs> Arvin Dreddy forty seven says, um, "Do you guys think Dennis is going to make it as a midfielder at Barcelona?" 
no. I mean, it's a simple answer for me. No, I really don't. I think he'll be gone this summer. If I've at least not trusting him, not putting him in squads. And to be honest, what have we seen from Dennis that makes us think, oh, wow, this guy's going to be the future of our midfield? Dreddy, I'm not going to lie to you, my friend. I don't think... I don't think he'll be able to pull it through with, with all the competition he's had, he has in the, no. the, in the midfield right now. Nope. Uh, I see why people were, and, and I, me as well, I see like, obviously I want him to do well. He's our academy player. You know, yep. he's been on the road for a while. He did well with Villarreal. I want him to do well as well. The yes. problem with him is he always, every time he's on, it's not that he plays bad. It's just it's him trying too hard and not pulling pulling off things. So yeah, I think the I think Valverde just his patience with him just has gone. Yeah, has gone. definitely. And, and lacks confidence as well. He just yeah. doesn't look confident to do to do anything on the pitch. So yeah, and confidence is so important. Like mm-hmm. absolutely. Ah, uh, I wish Dennis. I wish I could say Dennis could make it and give him more Same. time and try. But at this point. I can't. It's better to just sell him with a buyout clause. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sell him like he will be a great player in Sevilla. Yeah. Great player in Celta Vigo. Great player in Valencia. He will go in and and then join right in these teams. You know, he will walk into the team with no problem. Pro- yeah, absolutely. But yeah, man. <coughs> I just, it it takes. Listen, in Barcelona, the midfield is probably the hardest. Like position to yeah. get into if you're a player mm-hmm. apart from Messi's position because nobody's taking that <laughs> nope I don't even know if there's like right wings in the academy right now they might just be making every other position um, yeah they just don't bother they just don't bother <laughs> with Messi's position no uh, point but yeah Dennis man no it's a no for me uh, but I would love to see it but it, I just don't believe it will happen so. we've seen miracles happen before let's hope yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. I don't know no. Next question is from Tyler Gray. You see, this guy gets the idea. That's a nice yeah. and easy name. Um, he says, predictions for the lineup um, versus Chelsea in the first leg. Seems like Valverde will go the usual four, the usual back four, Busquets, Rakitic, Iniesta, and Paulinho with Suarez and Messi. Do you see Dembele on the right instead of Paulinho? So basically, what's your, what's your lineup for the Chelsea game, the first leg of the Chelsea game? Uh, yeah, so um, if Dembele's fit, then yeah, I would start him instead of Paulinho, put him on the right. So it's pretty much a 4-4-2 slash 4-4-3, sorry, slash 4-3-3, yeah. depending on how far up Dembele gets up the pitch. But um, I would also, yeah, I mean, if Piquet's fit, which, we, which he obviously is now, I hope he hasn't aggravated his injury, but then he comes in, same back four, Roberto, Albert, yeah, pretty standard. The team picks itself, I think, if Dembele's fit. Yeah, I think the same way. I think we go with, obviously, we have to stick in. You know, he's been a beast this year. Um, back four, you know, usual suspects. Yep. With Roberto, because we can't even place him at the first uh, leg. And I wouldn't even play him after his recent performance. So, Roberto, no. Umtiti, uh, Pique, Pique Umtiti and Alba, obviously. Busquets, mm-hmm. nobody's taking that from him. Mm-hmm. Unless Dennis yeah. Suarez does something crazy before then, and he decides that <laughs> we're gonna play with him in the midfield. Like yeah. Busquets, yeah. Um, Iniesta, Rakitic, four-three-three. I think it will be, and uh, Dembele on the right, Suarez and Messi. Yep. Or yep. Or Dembele on the left. How about that? Yeah, maybe. A little surprise. Maybe. <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, I actually think he would do well on the left, and he did well on the left. It's just yeah. he's so good with his bo- with both his feet. It's crazy. Both feet. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen a player that good with both feet in a while. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the lineup. Although, like you said, we might go four four two just to be secure, just to have enough midfielders in the in the, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it's possibility. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Paulinho is not starting guys. And what's funny is like every every game. I don't know if you watch every game. I predict the starting eleven for for you know that that yeah, game yeah. that is coming yeah, up, sure. and I never get it right. So. <laughs> I don't even oh, know yeah. why you guys keep asking us this. <laughs> um, next question is from Toro Barca. So you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shout out the squad. You want to shout out someone in particular? Um, 
Shout out to Dave. Shout out to Dave from yeah. Total Bars. Dave, 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 look at me. Dave, <laughs> you did a great job, man. You did, like you did. Um, it says, <laughs> this current squad or the 2014-15 squad. Player from uh, player form based on the season. Which one are you, uh, which one are you taking? I mean, for me, it's pretty... I mean, the way I see it is this squad's a football team and that, that 14-15 team was an all-star team mm-hmm. and <clears throat> this team's just so much more sustainable. You know, we're not relying on the form of three players that will base our season, which is pretty much how we won the Champions League um, was because our front three were so consistent and so good, but now we're just so much more solid, more emphasis on midfield and our defence is incredible this season. So which one are you taking? This season. This season's? Yep, absolutely. See, everything you said was nice, and I, I, I relate to everything you said. Yep. There's one issue, though. Xavi. Xavi. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, this is, the only, this is the only thing that makes me think twice yeah, about this no, question. You, yeah, it is. It really is. But we have to remember... 2014-15, that's a Xavi at a, at a big age. It's not... Yeah, it's not the best Xavi. It's not 2011 Xavi yeah. or 2009 Xavi, no. you know? Nope. So, just like you, I'll have to go with the, the team we have right now. I, yeah. Just much more balanced, I feel like. Much more... Yeah. We, we don't have to, like you said, we don't have to depend on these three players. Even though we still depend on Messi and Suarez a lot. Yeah. Just as a team. Yeah, so know, much more... Yeah, no. we seem like a better team. We are definitely 2014-15. They might be the better first eleven, the better starting eleven, but we're the better. Yeah, we're the better squad overall. I think absolutely, right absolutely. Now. But yeah, shout out Dave. You did yeah, well. shout out Dave. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we have um, Gamper eighteen ninety nine. That's a good name. Um, mm-hmm. What are your views on Sergio Roberto versus Nelson Semedo? Should Tomato get more opportunities to fit in? Is the cha- This is so many questions. Let's start with a. You just had like 17 <laughs> questions in one three. Uh, you did well. Uh, the first question nice, is, man. what are your views on Roberto versus Tomato, basically? All right, so um, when, when we um, signed Tomato, we signed him as a starter because we were, you know, we literally had played Roberto and Vidal last season and Gonna be honest, neither of them were convincing. We were looking for a right back. We found one, a young one from Benfica. He's fast. He, he just seemed to fit the bill. We played him at the start of the season. He was great. Um, and then Valverde kept giving Roberto these chances. And soon enough, by now, we kind of can see that Roberto has been absolutely world class this season. He's so much more complete than Nelson. Um, although I do love Nelson, I just think that for the rest of this season, Roberto should be number one. We give Nelson chances, and then next season, who knows, Nelson might have already come into his potential. And I see him for the future as our future right back for the next five seasons. But for now, Roberto is just unbelievable. It's a it's a very interesting situation. You signed this starting right back, who is a right back by nature in Benfica, yep. right? Mm-hmm. All the worries we had with Roberto are now gone. Uh, we used to worry that, okay, he's a central midfielder, he's not a right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a right back. Then another year, he's not a right back. What is he doing there? But then mm-hmm. last year and this year, he's just became more of a right back than a central midfielder, I feel. Yeah. And his decision making has been great. He obviously has the pace to run that, that flank there. His delivery is good when he crosses and when he passes from that position. His defending has improved a lot. And the yeah. only reason I think he's starting there's two reasons he's starting over Nelson Semedo, I think, right now. First is decision-making, and second is uh, awareness, and basically knowing the team. Yeah, definitely. In some situations, Semedo doesn't know where to run. He doesn't know uh, which gap to close. And this will come with yeah. playing and playing more. Now, I think Valverde is uh, leaving him out of the squad a lot more often than he should be. I think Semedo should be the, the right-back for the Copa. Uh, yeah. I think... I think we're being a little bit harsh on him, especially when he plays with Digne as a fullback pair. Because, you know, like last time we played, was it, did we play Espanol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he had to, when he had to sub both of them at the same time. Yeah. I love, 
I love Semedo, and trust me, this pace on the right hand side, if 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 Dembele plays there as well, is going to be wow, that's a duo, right incredible. There. You saw yeah. what they did against Juventus; they just they yep. had the whole right side to themselves. Yeah, um, they did. Just put your head down and, and grind, and and learn the tactics and learn the the way of playing in Barcelona, and then you'll be fine. But yeah, Sergio Roberto. Yeah. yeah, Sergio Roberto signed a new contract and his bar close is 500 million. This shows you how much our club values him. Yep. And trust me, I know he's a central midfielder by nature, but he's adopted this right back side incredibly. Very well. Yeah. And hopefully, I have a, I have a, uh, this feeling in me that if Samedo starts playing better and starts playing to the world class form we need him to be, to the world class play he needs to be, I think. Uh, Valverde will try um, Sergi in different positions. I think a right mid would suit him. You know, him as yeah. a middle on that side. Uh, or just put him back in midfield. Yeah, put him back in midfield. Yeah. His awareness is so is so good. He's so sharp on the ball that he can do it all, man. He's, he's a crazy player. I love, I love, I love him. Yeah. But yeah, the next question is, should Semedo get more opportunities to fit in? Is the 4-4-2 the reason for Semedo's dip uh, despite the promising start of the season? So basically, um, he's saying is the formation the problem for him? I think when Semedo and Digne both played against Espanyol, I think the fact that I think both of them are so used to having a natural winger in front of them, like Semedo when he played with Dembele was great. I mean, Digne is used to having a player like Neymar in front of him. Um, no, not in terms of how much he's played with Neymar, but just in terms of having a winger in front of him. And both of them, when they didn't have that, it just affects their positioning. Because when they haven't got a player that in front of them that's a, that's running and that's wanting the ball, they kind of feel as though I'm not. That's why that's why Semedo's positioning just has looked awful uh, when we've been playing this when we've been playing this formation because he doesn't know where to be in relation to the guy in front of him. So I think it is. I think it is. Um, formation does play a part. Yeah, I think I think he will do a lot better in a four-three-three. Yeah, no, he won't. Uh, having more space to run and and. Like Lev said, I hope he he shows us this attacking play that we signed him for because he was a crazy not only a, not only a really good defender and a right back, but he was a he was basically called the next Dani Alves, you know. He was running yes. the whole the whole right side. Absolutely. So Absolutely. hopefully, hopefully we see that mm-hmm. in the coming years. But yeah, I don't see him replacing Serhi anytime soon if he doesn't if he doesn't get no. with the team if he doesn't start playing better. Me neither. Um, but yeah. Yep. Next, next question is: um, Do you guys still want Arthur? This question was asked by. Um, let me give you his Twitter because it's so hard to read again. Benji <laughs> Adeyemi, Benji Ben underscore Adeyemi is asking: Do you guys still want Arthur with the current situation in midfield, Barcelona? Uh, um, if we, I mean, if we can't sign, if we can't sign Thiago, then yeah. Because we do need another midfielder and to play kind of next to where Coutinho is going to be playing. And yeah, Arthur, I mean, the fact that we have such interest in him obviously must show that he's something. He must be the right profile. And people are obviously saying that he's got that shabby profile. And he's obviously been called up for the Brazilian national. He's expected to be part of the Brazilian squad for the World Cup, which is pretty crazy at like 21. So yeah, I'd be, I'd happily take him in the summer if, if it happens. First of all, Alex, I really appreciate what you're doing with the Thiago transfer. We're starting to start. <laughs> we're trying to start the rumors right here. Thiago yeah. back to Barcelona. Yeah, it's coming. Make Thiago go back to Barcelona, 2018, guys. Everybody vote. We're gonna Sweet. try to get him. He's not happy in Bayern Munich, man. The weather is not nice. Bring him back. Yeah, home. it's too cold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Arta. I've I watched a few yeah. games of Arta. He has this thing that I haven't seen in a while, where he. <laughs> As soon as the boys pass to him, he does like quick three, four turns left and right to see what's going on, uh, just to get a picture of where everybody is. And I haven't seen this in Xavi, you know. So this guy's obviously yeah. he's obviously he's been something. watching videos, yeah. He's been watching <laughs> yeah. YouTube videos on Xavi. Uh, but yeah, he's a great player, man. Just the build he is, you know. He, he, he's a small midfielder. He's quick. He's a very good decision making from what I've seen. Again, not not cheap, you know. No, not cheap at all. Not cheap. They're talking about fifty million. Barca apparently took it down to thirty. 
Yeah. I think for 30 million he'll be a bargain. Yeah, 30 million is good. That's a good price. Yeah. In this market. Yeah. But there's a lot of things. Like, uh, as soon as we got um, our transfer directors into work now, they've just been doing the most. They've been inquiring yeah. for Griezmann. They've been trying to sign Arthur. They're yeah. trying to sign Verratti. <laughs> Dybala. <laughs> just everyone. They're yeah. not crazy. Yeah. They are, yeah. With that being said, I'd rather have Arthur than Griezmann this summer. Yeah. Yeah, same. Fact to choose one. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, we'll have to offload a few players, you know, uh, that can't get with the team and just don't yep. cover the expectations. Like Dennis, probably, if he's not, if he doesn't get a boost of form, if yeah. something crazy doesn't happen, Dennis will have to go. Andre yeah. Gomes, I mean. Yeah, I mean, same thing, man. Oh man, I was so excited when we snatched him from Real Madrid. Yeah, same. Now it's just, now it's just, if you want to go, go. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, okay. <laughs> Literally. The Tottenham has said that they they want to, they want to have yeah. first dibs on him, so. Yeah. If we let Dennis and Andre Gomes go, with Rafinha being gone as well, yeah. we'll, we'll probably get Arsenal, to be honest. Probably, yeah. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see, man. Mm-hmm. See what happens with uh, Griezmann as well. But yeah, I think these are all the questions for now. Uh, yeah, they were good questions. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Twitter. Very yeah. nice questions. And next time, before you ask a question, please change your name to something simple. Okay? <laughs> ask the question and then switch back to your usual yeah. name. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Alex, thank sure. you very much for stopping by, man. Thanks for having me, man. It was fun. Very fun. Yeah. This whole idea of uh, starting a podcast and stuff was all based on our conversation before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. It's, it's, going, it's going on quite well. Okay. Yeah, man. It's going great. You've been doing a great job. I've been seeing some of the other ones and they all, they all look great, sound great. So, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get it to a better quality. I have a, a friend that is coming to produce it for me. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Hopefully, it gets better, man. But, yeah. Thank you very much for stopping by. Hopefully, we'll see you Thank around. Thank you. Yeah, I hope to go on again. I'll speak to you later, man. Yeah. Thank you. Bye, guys. Peace.